0: welcome to a special Lubada's content. I don't, I don't know what that voice was. It wasn't Yuri. It was like that was like the wild and crazy guy's voice from Saturday Night Live. Anyway, hi. Uh, you've heard Jack and I talk about my history podcast. It's called Liquid History. Jack and I did a recording the other day, and it will do be go all complete live, all of it in on feed for show monday is when that will happen and but here's part of it i do words good Uh, the same death camps that are eventually used by the pinochet regime fun little fun little tidbit that was a fun teaser for what's coming, <laughs> fun little tidbit. Thanks for keeping the tone light. <laughs> so, um, Allende and Castro as we said, very different approaches to socialism. And uh, and Allende again according to Davis didn't never seemed like he wanted to be a dictator. He wanted to prove that there was a way to create a peaceful democratic transition into a socialist system. Right. Um, and and, and castro was not impressed castro left with there 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 was a kind of a general feeling among allende's party that castro had stayed too long and talked too much and probably influenced the more radical left more than allende wanted him to because again allende wants to be a centrist or center left or whatever um and that castro's presence had uh charged up the really you know violent radical revolutionary left yeah well i would say
1: i mean i guess like may maybe looking for like a political revolution, like he's looking to amend the Constitution um, to make a more, you know, populist form of government. Yeah. Um, but he's he's trying to do it all via voting. Yeah. So it's political revolution rather than... Uh, which is more Castro's yeah. bag. Yeah, Castro's all about gun revolution.
0: <sighs> Real um, quick,
1: which one of them lived in the 21st century. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and Allende's resistance to violence um, comes up yeah. l- later, and, and like I said it, not that I'm trying to promote violence. No, me neither. But in this particular case <laughs> it does seem like Allende's resistance to violence kind of bit him in the ass. Yeah. Or bit him in the skull with his own AK-47. Uh Spoilers again. Uh, so Davis contrasts two different speeches given by Allende. Uh, one given by Allende in May of 1971, uh, where he basically lays out the democratic, nonviolent, non-revolutionary road that he calls the, the Via Chileno. Um, and Castro's speech at the end of his visit, at the end of 1971, uh, where Castro basically berates the entire nation of Chile for not being more radical. He talks about the fact that he's been... pro. He complains about the fact that he's been protested uh, during his visit, which... Fuck it. snowflake, uh, and <laughs> says that he returns to Havana even more hardened, radical, and revolutionary. Um, so at this point, like I said, uh, it, it very this is kind of the point in in reading that it really started to seem like Ayane was was fucked. It was it's really uh, damned Brandon. if you're do damned if you don't situation. Okay. Um, so you know he are obviously already has the 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 full. Committed hatred of capitalism and the United States aimed at him. And there's this slowly bubbling uh, revolutionary left that's starting to resent him for not being revolutionary enough. And even though the major arc, the kind of general consensus within the military, had been to adhere to the Schneider Doctrine after Schneider was assassinated, there are still revolutionary elements. Uh, within the the, uh, the military who are totally down with seizing power. Are you saying he's failing
1: to resolve the contradictions with yeah. social democracy? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's not getting there. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Probably not a lesson anybody else needs to learn, though.
0: No, probably not. But speaking of protests in the military, uh, because somebody's about to come into the story. (laughs) So during Castro's visits, uh, like I said, there were several protests. One occurred the day before he he left, uh, called the March of the Empty Pots. Um, which was ostensibly a protest against fu- food rationing and food scarcity. But there is some question of the validity, validity of it and whether or not it was either entirely or at least partially astroturfed um, because the people who took part in, the, uh, in, in this protest were middle and upper class women who would not have been hit by food scarcity. So there was some, some f- food insecurity at this point. That is true, but the majority of people who were taking part in this protest were not the people who had been would have been affected by that fact. so it wasn't the lower class that was protesting. it was like middle and upper middle class yeah. uh women housewives who were who were out in the street protesting um but so that protest happens uh that like I said the day before uh Castro was supposed to leave. Uh, things get heated. the marchers start clashing with uh, with police and uh, the um, the Christian Democrats and leftists there are there starts to be violence in the street. Uh, Allende eventually declares a state of emergency brings in the head of the Santiago uh, garrison from the military one Mr. Augusto Pinochet Ugarte so, uh, P- never heard of them. Nope, never heard of them. So Pinochet puts uh, d- declares uh, a curfew on December second the day Castro's is leaving. Um, it was all very dramatic. There was tear gas. Um, and Davis marks this as the as a change in the t- the tone and the level of protests in Chile.